0: Welcome, my lovelies. Welcome, one and all, to the Naked Football Show. And in a week where we have no real football, no proper football, um, I'd like to introduce Mr. Matt Makin into the studio. Hello, Matt. Hello, Graham. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute delight. Well, Matt's in for more than one reason. It's nice to have him because he is a naked virgin, of course. Um, <laughs> but also, um, in, a, in one of these ghastly weeks when there's no proper football, uh, we have to have something to talk about, and this week is very apt because the new Turnstile Blue fanzine is coming out this very Saturday at home to QPR, and um, there's a big, big thing about a very special player, and by the name of Kevin Beattie as well. So, before we get onto that, Matt, what have you made so far of the season?
1: Oh, how do you how do you verbalise a shrug? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listeners, um,
1: Matt has shrugged. Shrugged. There you go. <laughs> um it um um well i suppose it it was quite nice very early on against blackburn that we um we scored quite early on and you thought great here we go new manager young new squad and then it it, it that was the peak really for <laughs> me that was the season wasn't it yeah that was that was the season it's um it's <laughs> nice to have finally got the win first win notched really that's um that's one sort of thing ticked off the list finally. Um, just a shame it came right before an international break really. Um, no no chance to sort of build them on the momentum that it might have mm. given, especially as it came against a side we really didn't think we were gonna get anything mm. from in Swansea. No. Really. Well that um, was the irony, isn't it? Um, well that, that was... is, and I mean I I didn't go to the Swansea game, but I was at the Middlesbrough game on the Tuesday before and really I think we were lucky it was a Pewist side that were quite happy yeah. to yeah. sit on a two nil lead and go, you know what? they're not going to do anything to us here. We'll just sit back yeah, and... absolutely absolutely. Um, I think if we played Swansea on the Tuesday night, we could have been on the end of a real thrashing. Um, yeah, it was nice, especially, I mean, Selina scoring an equaliser towards the <laughs> had end. Had to really. be, though, didn't it? It had, it had to, to be. be. Did you to. go? No, unfortunately, okay. I didn't get to that, and I sort of listened to it on the radio in, in fits and starts. I haven't managed to do any away trips yet so far this season. I've got tickets for Millwall booked, so that'll be the first of a few sort of coming up. But, cool. Yeah, um, Listening to it on the radio and um, I thought thought Brenner was going to pass out. At all I heard I
0: couldn't listen. To, I can't listen to it on the radio. It scares me.
1: It's, yeah, I think I listened to it in fits and starts. And, you, and like I said, you think Celini thought, oh, "Here we go." We're two one up, Salini. Here we go. We'll either draw. We'll either hang on for a point or we'll lose this. So mm. goal I think I sw- might have even switched the radio off at that point. And goal alert came up on my phone. and I thought, oh, here we oh. Oh, it's us. It's, I know, I saw uh, that, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, made the weekend, really. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then the last five minutes, you're hanging on for grim death and trying not to look at your phone in case there's another goal alert. Yeah, that was oh, it, no.
1: that was it. It was, um, yeah, it's it's good, good to finally get a win. Really. Yeah, um, of
0: course, the, the thing is now, it's all going to come unstuck if we don't beat QPR, isn't it?
1: No, and it, it's a funny one, and I'm not sure what to expect about that one, really, because they've had a... They had a rubbish start with, hmm. with Steve. Um, Steve, and then then they picked up a bit of form, and, and then they tailed off a little bit again. Yeah. So it's really which QPR turn up on Saturday. Yeah. We could think, oh yeah, brilliant. We got a win. We've had two weeks where not really, met, apart from Jonas, no one's gone away on international duty really. Um, well, I think I don't know if Chalibur went did any under twenty under eighteen. I'm or not sure. Um, he did last it, time, didn't he? Yeah, bro? he did. But i was thinking most of the squad have been there together two weeks capitalised might have upped the mood in the camp you'd hope they go on and sort of get a good Hmm. performance against QPR but then it's the the, the flip side of that coin is well like I said earlier do we lose momentum you've not played a competitive game as a club for two weeks after getting a win so but they really need to crack on and and get something out of Saturday Hmm. really because otherwise we, we really it makes the whole Swansea result look like a A sort of flash in the pan and a very small bright spark in
0: that is the thing isn't it because it's all going to come unstuck if we don't don't beat QPR because everyone thinks that the Swansea result is a defining moment in our season and we push on from here
1: yeah that's what you'd hope because we're still at a position now where it's not great but if we can string together a few wins we can shift ourselves up the table Mm. um, to lower mid table really but it's getting to the point if we don't string together a few wins now it's going to get difficult and it's Mm. You, you worry that with all the changes that Hurst made in the summer is there the resilience for a relegation battle in that squad there's a lot of younger players a lot of players that have stepped up from League One um, are they are they going to struggle in a in a, and it, we all know everyone says it and it, I hate to rock out the cliches but it Championship is such a nutritional league, and there's not oh, a lot. That in could
0: it. be the word of the day. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. attritional, thats attritional. a good word. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Carry on. Um, and it's—it's it's, there's a lot of teams that can get sort of sucked into that relegation battle, mm. and you don't—you don't want to be one of the ones that's lacking confidence um, when everybody else is picking up points around you.
0: No, and and. Uh, as you were saying about all these new players signed, it um, recently signed, um, it's noticeable that the team that started against Swansea was more of the old guard.
1: Yeah, it, it's nice to see um, Sears playing with a bit oh, of confidence. Goodness, yeah. in his
0: proper position, yeah,
1: yeah. I've felt for Sears over the last few years. The the previous manager sticking him out wide, um, yeah. and I always thought, I always think back to when he when he came in. In January 2015, and it was he scored 14 goals in half a season when mm. he came from Colchester, and I thought he was I thought he was a really good signing mm. at that point, and he's he can't be much maligned. And people have said, "Oh, if you want to see a forward leave the club, you want to see," us. but I still think he's got something to offer. So and I, I think he's moving, and the, the pairing up he's doing with Edwards, and particularly against Swansea, and that um, and the. the-
0: now you've got someone like Dazelle in the middle that can thread balls to him because that's yeah. his bread and butter, isn't it? That's what he loves, yeah. To Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. And I think that could work well having Dazelle. Mm. So for Jackson, if Jackson comes back into the side, because yeah. Jackson's the sort of player who wants the ball mm. running through onto his feet. He's not, he, he's nowhere near, he's like a Daryl Murphy type player where he's going to be able to pick up a long ball and, and hold it up and, and distribute it. He needs, and same same for Harrison as well. I mean, I went to the West Ham pre-season friendly yeah. and Harrison's goal... Uh, that was a lovely defence splitting pass from Dazelle that he got oh, on yeah. the end of and tucked it away. So Dazelle back in the side, I'm hoping, and that might... I am surprised he was not in the side earlier. But. No, no, and, and I understand he's... And it was a horrific injury he had last season. Yes. I, I remember where I I sit in the Churchmans, so I'm relatively near to the tunnel, and you could see the point when you see players get stretched off. You can see the expression of his face, and you knew straight away it was something yeah. horrid. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that possibly he's been overprotected. Possibly, yeah. Maybe he has been willing to come back earlier. So hopefully he'll get a run of games now.
0: That's oh, definitely. Cool. Yeah, I know Paul Paul Hurst is very keen on this sports uh, science, isn't he? And yeah. sort of you know making noises earlier about that uh, they're still not one hundred percent they're not 100% happy with him as far as the injury goes but I think I think um, Andre Dazelle is quite happy with himself
1: yeah certainly and he's been playing fairly regularly for the under 23s this season so far and you think well if he's fit enough to yeah I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose the argument is that
0: the under 23s isn't such such uh, an intense game, is it? I suppose. But
1: no, I suppose. And and there I suppose there's an argument if he does go on and have a good run now, it could be said well actually Hurst has done the right thing. Yeah, maybe. Exactly, yeah. There will be the argument that if he'd been brought back earlier, would he have been injured yeah. again? We'll never know.
0: And if he does tweak the same injury, then Hurst will say, "I told you." <laughs>
1: yeah, ex- exactly. That's he wins
0: it. all round. Uh, oh, Mrs. Nuts just has... just. She tweeted earlier saying that Angle Rangle is a great name.
1: <laughs> that is, yeah.
0: is that his name, Angle, or is it pronounced Angel? We can't be pronounced Angel, can it? It's a guy.
1: Well, okay. or
0: Angel Angel Rangel.
1: Rangel. I suppose. I mean, it depends on what commentator you listen to for us. Yeah. It? Yeah. Angle, I'd like. To, I'd like to take this part of me, the childish part of me, I hope, hopes it rhymes. <laughs> Yes, we hope it's angle regal.
0: Uh Neil says um that's fairly seventy-four. Uh, he he Saturday's a real six, six pointer. Do you know him? I do, Mr. Uh,
1: Fergate, very, very well. Right, he says it's Actually, a real six up. pointer,
0: but he's probably being sarcastic. Because
1: uh Yeah, he he has the, been known for that one once yeah. or twice, but yeah. um I I still think it's possibly too early in the season to be calling six pointers, really. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's quite it's a defining a,
0: game because it's, it's it's as you know, we've been saying it it's straight after that. Well, two weeks after that uh, important result at Swansea, mm. so I really need to kick on, don't I?
1: Yeah, it, it's important, not necessarily a six-pointer, and I'm, I'm sure Absolutely. he's going to barrack me for disagreeing with him on radio next time I see him. So sorry, mate. We'll put,
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll have him on. Neil, yeah. come on the radio, cool. and then uh, <laughs> and then then he and then Matt can have a go at you. Um, anyway, Matt, we need to talk about. Uh, the new
1: turnstile mag, don't we? We do, we do. Yeah, um yeah, so it's out um like you said, it's out this Saturday, at QPR game. Uh it'll be on sale from about quarter past two, um, in and around Sir Ralph as usual. Um it, bigger issue this year, um or this year, this this time round, this time rather. Round, yeah. This time round. Um a bit different, really. Um obviously we're in quite the early stages of planning it when obviously we got the very sad news about yeah, it was unbelievable, Kevin Beatty, really. Yeah. Big, huge, huge, huge yeah. shock. Um, and we felt we can't not mark this. So, obviously, it's an issue that's dedicated to the beat. Um, he's on the front cover. Um, and we open it with, with an article. We've got a collaborative article. It's not only sort of contributions. I've written a bit. Um, Gavin Barber wrote a piece on, on meeting Kevin in the early 90s to interview him. Um, but we also got some contributors. Um, David Diamond from Blue Monday podcast um, has done a piece. Um, Conan Creedwell as well um, from the Independent Supporters Trust and a few other season ticket holders as well Um, we felt we had to mark, I mean it was difficult for me to write something as you can tell I'm definitely not of the era of watching Kevin play Um, but I got I said to you earlier before we came on I got the uh, opportunity to meet him um, start of last season before the Birmingham game opener of the season I went on uh, Life's a Pitch to do a brief introduction for the fanzine we were launching on that day um, and what I've written about is just I mean, a very very brief introduction to him um, before we went on air and then obviously spoke with him on air along with, with Phil and Mark Murphy um, and just it struck me even then shortly just what I Genuine down to earth mm. gentleman he Absolutely. was, and how much he loved the club and the town as well. Um, and I felt I had to write something. And I've said um, Gavin's written about um, seeing him in the early nineties. David's been able to write about seeing him play. You know, and it's, it's very difficult, but uh, it's it's a great loss. It's it's not a superlative that he was probably the the best player we ever had. Mm.
0: And possibly yeah. the best defender England ever had.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's um, exactly. I mean, I reading back through um um what Dave wrote for the article and I think it was what something had only had nine England caps that's his right. yeah. England career was virtually over at twenty four and that's mm. shocking, really. And obviously was he was of an era where a player when that happened to a player, if that happens to a player now they they're more likely to be looked mm. after. Yeah. Yeah. Um and for for Kevin, that that wasn't the case. They'll
0: just inject him, inject his knee every week well, with that, stuff and cortisol or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah,
1: yeah. Try him out for the big games, and that's a shame. Really, um, his career ended before. Sort of. Yeah, and and
0: that fire that the so the supposed bonfire thing probably cost us the league. Yeah. Because yeah. Because we were ticking along, but he was he was worth two players that guy. And when he was, as soon as he was missing, the yeah. whole... Yeah, dear, yeah, that's terrible. I can remember that like yesterday and it hurts. It still hurts. I can't let it go. Yeah, yeah great guy, as you say, and you know, he used to go to the away games as well, you'd see him walking up and down the train talking to yeah. fans. It's just a such yeah. a friendly bloke with an enthusiasm for the game and enthusiasm for the whole town and the club, like you say.
1: Definitely. I mean I think in an era where there seems to be a real separation between players yeah. and fans, he he was a real symbol of a different era, mm. really, where you could go into your local and see yeah. one of your players. <laughs> which, which I did. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I think a lot of people <laughs> reading Reading a lot of um, the tributes that came out after he passed away. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you wonder what, um, what he would be worth now. Oh, uh, well, I mean, what was it? What did Liverpool pay for Virgil van Dijk? Is it 75 million? Or yeah, he's got to be worth over that. Yeah, a, uh, yeah. Ridiculous. The
0: thing is, with Kevin, I'm sure he would go because, um, but, it, you know, he, he wasn't that interested in money, as Bobby Robson will verify. He didn't really know what to do with it. No. But um, if he if he was playing today, he'd be earning shed loads of money. Yeah. Um, and if Real Madrid came in for him, he's the sort of guy that's so worn, I'd rather stay at Ipswich. He's sad, that sort of guy, isn't he? You could believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they'll say, so, "But Kevin, we're going to give you another <laughs> ten million a year." Mm, well, I've already earned twenty million. What do I need another? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: you said, different, different attitude to what a lot of players yeah. have yeah. now. Absolutely. Uh, especially players of that level yeah. of talent. I'm yeah. going to say the same talent because I don't think mm. you few and far between players yeah. comparable to BT as a defender, really. And and
0: the fact that he could leap so high. And hang oh. there, um, yeah. and yeah he wasn't even six foot tall, was no. he No, Everyone no. Everyone imagines him as a, some giant. No,
1: no, he wasn't, was he? About five ten, I think, or
0: something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, a- so that's it. And then obviously, and the bit I've forgotten—the massive five powers. So obviously, yourself has contributed. Don't worry. We'll get that. Get that one in there. So. Yeah, the
0: guy from Naked Football, <laughs> the naked guy from Naked Football. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, because I met him. Uh, that time in the future anyway everyone can read all that what else is in there yeah
1: definitely um and the the other big bit we've got in there is um is um gavin was very lucky to um get an interview with jerry harrison oh um, yeah yeah he of itv coverage of yesteryear yeah Uh, and that's a fantastic read um and just touching on kevin again previously this interview was done before kevin passed away so the bits that where he speaks about the beat got an extra pointy but it's a really great article and sort of covers how he got into broadcasting in Anglia uh, how he got into sports broadcasting full stop. And that, that's a fantastic read. Um, I really enjoyed that. He's t- t- talked quite well about covering the, the 78 and 81 cup finals, yeah. um, really, and sort of covering Ipswich at a time when they were one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, and yeah. and the, again, goes back to that different era, uh, the access that he had to Bobby Robson, and things like that, you wouldn't get that now. I think it's a very interesting bit where he talks about um, causing um, Bobby to miss the one of the goals in the first leg of the UEFA Cup final because he had him talking uh, um, in the boot room at the start of the second half, and Bobby wasn't looking at the monitor when we scored, <laughs> and things like that. And you, you can't imagine that happening now with somebody <laughs> some, of the, some of the top Premier League managers. Um, and I'm sure Bobby Rosson w- wasn't angry with him. No, I don't Not think seriously. he held. I think he might have been a bit miffed at the time, but he certainly didn't hold it yeah. against him. Yeah. Um. So that's a great read. Um. Obviously, we're touching on on current events as well. And obviously, it's the first issue we've done since um the departure hmm. of of Mick. Um. And and the hashtag new era. Um. <laughs> so we've got two two pieces on Hurst's start to the season. One from Grant Bage uh, that's. Framing it against the starts of other managers, historically, and we were talking going right back to Scott Duncan in in the thirties.
0: Can I just say, I don't remember him. (laughs) (laughs) Carry
1: on. I'm assuming Grant doesn't. I haven't got any definite information. (laughs) Um, And it's talking, it is talking about and the views at the time, especially sort of Al Ramsey's start, and even even Bobby Robertson's start, actually. so it does kind of get, no, I don't think there's any Ipswich town that's going to be happy with the start we've had to the season. Um, and I think Hurst still has got to prove himself a bit more. But I think it's a good, gives an example of, well, actually, if you think we'd sort of rushed people like Alf Ramsey and Bobby Robson out of the door mm. um, yes, you know, for slow exactly. starts. And I mean, it, it took Robson, what, four years to sort of build mm the the team and he's talking he's actually having he's not just having a go at players in inter- in uh, interviews he was actually having fights on the tra- training ground Billy Baxter uh, being one the, yeah, Tommy Carroll I believe as well yeah, yeah. yeah. Billy Baxter and Tommy Carroll I think it was I remember reading that chapter on the, his first autobiography and it was very much well he thumped me first so I had to <laughs> yeah um amazing and yeah what yeah would we <laughs> where would we have been if we'd uh got rid of him there so that that's food for thought and then um and steve moore's also written another um sort of looking at um sort of the 17 years we've now spent in the division um and sort of 11 of which have been with the current owner Mark evans and looking at that and also that it's relegation it would not be a good thing um and i know we we hold some people can hold the example of that lot up the road obviously yeah went down and straight sitting. up yep straight back up but for every team that have done that you've got teams that have gone straight through Portsmouth have only just got back up to League 1 Blackpool went straight through um, and even teams that are back up in the Championship like Leeds Forest clubs like that big clubs mm. like that struggled mm. um, and I think I mean, it would be a disaster mm. if we did go down and I think we'd struggle to bounce straight back up mm. Really, and it's looking at that. And Steve also talks about it, it's looking at is that link between the ownership and and the football management. And we've we've not got that director of football role or whatever you want to call it somewhere in between Evans and Hurst at the mm. moment. And that's it's it's how there's an argument to say maybe Hurst shouldn't have been allowed to sort of rip the book up and start again. there was quite a lot of change. Yeah, very very quickly, and especially with players like Waghorn, Garner, McGoldrick, Three Webster, crucial going, players, yeah, yeah four, yeah, four yeah. crucial players going out the door and being replaced. And I'm all up for seeing lower league, and they're all promising lower league players. And Edwards mm-hmm. has had a, had a good start. And I mean, and Jackson when he gets the right level of service. Um,
0: I see Edwards is um,
1: dribbling. Um,
0: time is up there near Messi someone
1: shows. yeah I'm not sure if Messi's got stuck in a corner with no options because <laughs> yeah, I no, exactly. time but yeah, yeah.
0: Um, does standing with your foot on the ball trying to just defend it um, uh, counters dribbling yeah um, I've got a rush uh, Matt because um, ball is emailed um oh. So I, I don't know what he's saying. I must congratulate Slowball. He uh, he won an award, um, contribution to grassroots cricket. Would you believe? Excellent. Are you a cricket fan? Uh
1: yeah, a little bit. Yeah, not not as not fully devoted, but I, yeah. I tend to follow England with. Yeah, a bit used. like me. I'll follow England in football when it when it counts, yeah. but not in the
0: yeah. Um So congratulations, Slowball. Yeah. Congratulations. Wow. Um, good evening, Graham. Good evening, Mako. <laughs> Love the show. So the club is 140 years old. Happy birthday to us. Graham, what was the first ever game like? Can you remember the score? I remember my first game and I do remember the score, but we probably haven't got time to go into that. In national break, in recent times, a good thing for us, not too sure this time round though, but it is what it is. Oh, if anyone says that, he said that on purpose. So many people say it is what it is. Well, of course it is. What, what, yeah. uh, ridiculous saying. Uh, my favourite player, Knudsen, turned out for the Danes. That is sarcasm as well, Matt, yeah. just in case you don't know. Uh, and took a knock to the a knock to the Swede hope he's okay of course of course he doesn't hope he's okay Edwards an unused sub here's the thing club managers that moan about their players playing in their respective national sides my message to you get a grip or don't buy players good enough to play for their countries so shut your faces I'm not sure how much he'd had to drink when he did this good to see Tazell <laughs> and Kirandar involved with the under twenty-three, under 20 side he did put Kirandar in brackets obviously not playing shaby didn't get on last week at Mill Farm against the Italians but a great experience for him and more valuable minutes under his belt on on Monday night, Betty was bouncing to play against the Czechs. Three points against QPR. He thinks I would take a draw at Dirty Leeds. Come on, you Blues! Keep smiling. God bless Chris Bart Williams. Love the show, Slowball. Thank you, Slowball, and congratulations again. Comments,
1: Matt. Um, yeah. Um, I can say he missed out Jonas's following So I think it's Jonas World Cup goal assist Canusa now, isn't it? All right. He'll <laughs> 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 love that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Q, yeah. QPR, like we've already said it's important, and it's, it's a tough one at, away at Leeds. Yeah. Um, afterwards, they're they're having a great season so far, really, um, and they're sort of mix. There's a few winnable games coming up that string, so if we can pick up something at QPR, I'm quietly confident for three points. But I don't know if how much of that is based on fact and how much is uh, mm. on blind optimism. Um, but yeah, three, yeah, four points out in the next two games would be good.
0: We are talking about if, um, did uh, taken take a knock? Yeah. So if he isn't playing, I think Ash, hello Ash, or my friend Ah, I call him now, because mm. I know him well. Um, we were talking about this on Twitter the other night, um, about... Shoehorning Pennington in at any cost, you know, and not playing players in their position. So if Nilsen was out, for instance, he could well slide Danasian over there, which he did against Swansea. Yeah, t- that
1: was how they. Are. I was going to that say that. That's a silly they-
0: thing to do, and I, it just makes you wonder whether Pennington is under some cla- there's some clause in his contract that he's got to be played.
1: I wouldn't surprise me. No, loan players from big clubs like that; they want them to go out and get time on the pitch, yeah. don't they? Um, because
0: I mean, he's done well, but. You know, you've got two central defenders, a right back and a left back that you, that are your own players, so to speak.
1: So. I mean, I, i would be honest. I'd rather see Pennington in a centre back pairing with Chambers, um, really over Enziala, Ro- over Enziala, over yeah. But he, um, I think Enziala, yeah. has got promise. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think it was. Chambers and Pennington played centre-back pairing against Norwich. Yeah. And Pennington was very impressive then. Um, and, again, Donatian out of position. I think Donatian's weakest performances have been when he's been playing at left-back. Yeah. No, and he the, played at the start of the season, and again, Swansea. And Whereas when he's played played on the right... Uh, which is his best position. Which is his best position. And he position, plays really well there, I he think. He does. Yeah. and I think he's had some brilliant games there, and he's been very yeah. underrated there, what he's done at right-back. So.
0: Yeah. And that, that confuses me, because that was one of the things... Paul Hurst said, which made everyone a bit happier that he's going to play square pegs in square holes. Mm. You know, which obviously going back to Sears and even Chambers under McCarthy didn't always happen. But no. he's switching them the back four around all over the place for, which seems a bit strange. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, it's, it seeming to be a real kind of haphazard approach to mm. all these wholesale changes. It's. I'm going to have to cut
0: you off, Matt. Sorry, I do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> something <to be> like. <laughs> We're coming to the end. Quick predictions: Leeds and uh, QPR.
1: Oh. Oh, uh um, Quick quick QPR two one